black car at Joseph Newgarden on that harder primary tire with a great run down shoreline on Grosjean. Looks outside, ducks inside. And he's going to get him under brakes into turn one, oh, Joseph right. Newgarden. Clear. That means he's made up five positions from the drop of the green flag in the Hitachi Chevrolet. And the defending race winner wants to defend that victory. He's on the move. Oh, no, you got a car in the barrier there. Scott Dixon, we saw him tag the wall. We showed you that replay, and now he is in to the tire barrier at turn eight. Breaking issue, Hinch. I wonder what happened. Oh, Pato, is that? That is Pato. Pato Award inside. Let's see it from Pato's onboard. And I'm sure Dixon was just surprised. Oh, I, that's a th late move. Back to racing in the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Kind of a weird situation because Castro Neves is sort of trapped. He didn't get the wave around. And now you've got Callum Eilat coming out of the pits in front of his teammate. This is going to stack up all the true race leaders, starting with Kirkwood going back. Watch the frustration develop here quickly. Oh, boy, did you see Marcus Erickson get sideways on acceleration there in that white and red Husky Chocolate Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. Sideways goes Canapino. That allows... Elio Castro Neves now to try to get around Canapino. He's going to do it on the outside of turn six, side by side, as we see one of the McLarens. Pato Award going inside of Grosjean. Oh, it's on. Slow. Look at this. Down to turn eight. Here comes Award oh. again. Pato Award spins. Erickson hits him. Kirkwood gets away with it. And Award thought, oh, I got Scott Dixon. Now I can get Kyle Kirkwood. But it was too much, too late. Pressure on Scott McLaughlin. Here comes Colton Herter. Look at this yellow and black Gainbridge Honda. Sweeps around the outside, which gives him the inside run. Doesn't need it. He's already there. Herter past McLaughlin. And look in the background. Here comes Marcus Erickson as well. And here comes Erickson looking down into turn six. No protest from Scott McLaughlin. Realizes you're probably going to lose more time by fighting that for the next few corners than you are just to let him go, take the position, try and get him back through the pit sequence. Look who's in the pit. The two. That's in early. This is exactly what Kyle Kirkwood wants to see. He's now got to push, 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 be all over that push to pass, try and get as many quick laps as he can, Marty, as we see the number two come to pit lane. Fresh primaries going on the 27 car. Kyle is in his marks well. Team gets him going, and he nails it. And Kevin. Marcus Erickson comes in from second. He's going to primaries. He's back out. He's going to easily beat Colton Herta, who was the only one that had tire choice, but he doesn't feel like he can make the alternates last the rest of the way. Primary Firestones and Shell Fuel and Herta back out. And coming out of the hairpin is Romain Grosjean and Joseph Newgarden. Look on your screen to the bottom there. Here it is. It's a drag race. Kirkwood is off that pit lane speed limiter. He's going down to the bottom there. Here comes his teammate. Kirkwood's going to beat them both out, and he's on Colton tires can he hang tough can he do what Newgarden did last year Newgarden behind the Andretti Autosport duo Marcus Erickson is the best for Chip Ganassi racing and here he is here on the inside of Joseph Newgarden Man. that's for a spot on the podium it look out Andretti here comes the Ganassi boy Erickson clear of Newgarden and now Erickson can really press the pace Kyle Kirkwood is your latest IndyCar race winner. He wins the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Let's go, Roman! Yeah! Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, guys. Amazing job. Amazing job. There is Michael Andretti celebrating. Brian Herter on the radio. Brian has a habit of being that calm voice to talented young drivers and getting them to victory lane. He's done it again with the AutoNation Honda of Kyle Kirkwood. Watch the Children's of Alabama Indy Grand Prix Sunday, April 30th at 3 p.m. on NBC. What a huge weekend. What a career weekend for Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, I am Derek, and Josh is joining me as well. This is episode 22 of the Push to Pass podcast. Uh, it was the Ac Acura, rather, Grand, Grand Prix of Long Beach that uh, we just uh, witnessed the uh, highlights there. Uh, me and Josh will spend the next uh, uh, little over an hour or so uh, bringing you a, a rep of, of what we've seen, uh, some of our thoughts, uh, reflection, uh, things of that uh, we'll also bring you uh, driver interviews uh, from 
from that as well. And then uh, hopefully it will be joined by uh, Shannon Scott of uh, Tales from Turn 4 uh, podcast. Uh, that remains uh, to be seen. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, Josh, uh, glad to be back here. What a uh, interesting race uh, Sunday turned out to be there at Long Beach. Oh, yeah. It was really, uh, really an awesome race. Uh, I think Michael Andretti might be listening to our podcast because you were talking about his uh, team being being uh, not maybe not up there in the upper echelon, and he may have uh, put put a little bit more emphasis into uh, this week and uh, proving you wrong that his team is still viable and uh, can go out and win races. Yeah, it was uh, one week ago. Uh, we we talked about we touched on uh, the struggles. Of, of Andretti uh, Autosport and uh, how uh, they need to have a, a, a good turnaround uh, this weekend. And, and not only did they uh, have a huge turnaround, you had, uh, again, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, who finished first, uh, Roman Grosjean, uh, who finished uh, second, and then uh, don't forget uh, Colton Herta, uh, who finished third. And, and Josh, something interesting I want to point out uh, that was made a, a, crew, a, a, a strategy, strategy, strategist, rather, change uh that was made uh at the uh, right before the uh, texas race if you think back uh brian herda who's been the longtime strategist uh for his son colton herda uh was moved over to the uh kyle kirkwood team uh from my understanding and what i've been uh, told that uh, that didn't resonate uh very well within the within the uh, herda clan uh, but uh, you, you see the results, uh, the quick results that uh, Brian Herta was able to uh, to bring in uh, to that 2017 uh, Kyle Kirkwood, not only uh, picking up his first uh, career NTT poll, uh, but most importantly, Josh, uh, Kyle Kirkwood picking up his first NTT IndyCar Series win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh... I know Brian wasn't what uh, wasn't the biggest fan like we were talking about. He wasn't the biggest fan of being moved away from his son's team onto Kyle's team, but uh, you got to hand it to whoever whoever made that decision. Uh, I would imagine it was ultimately uh, Michael who uh, who made that decision. Uh, he uh, he knows a thing about he knows a thing or two about racing, you know. And sometimes when you uh, I don't want to say they got stagnant. I don't want to say Colton's team got stagnant, but you got to mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, you, you baseball, uh, baseball teams don't stick with uh, the same lineup every for 162 games a year. So, you know, that, that change I believe is, was, was vital. Uh, it gives uh, Kyle, a, uh, a Kyle Kirkwood, a, a new mindset, a new, uh, maybe something, maybe Brian brought something to the table that showed, showed uh showed him what he was uh maybe something he was missing or something he could have done better uh now uh, now they're just gonna have to hope that uh, colton can uh can can bring out a win maybe he'll grab a pole uh maybe he can grab the indy indy indy's pole one of the two races uh, but i i think i think the change the changes uh what w- proved to proved to be good and uh and prosperous for the andretti and dirty auto sports uh, team. Yeah, obviously with you know with Kyle Kirkwood as we said picking up his first uh, win of the season, but there were a lot of other uh, uh, storylines uh, coming from this race. Josh, some good, uh, some uh, some not so good. Uh, we'll touch on that when we get into the uh, news section uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but you touched on uh, Indianapolis, uh, the five hundred, uh, just uh, a few short uh, days away. Um, I know we got some news uh, today on that uh, that we'll uh, go over. So interesting that uh, that you brought that up. Uh, but getting back to uh, getting back to Long Beach here a little bit, uh, let's take a look at at results one through sixteen. Uh, the uh, finishing order uh, just uh, a couple days ago uh, at uh, at Long Beach. Let's uh, run through these if uh, if you have not uh, seen them yet. Uh, like we said, the aforementioned uh, Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, who led uh, 53 laps, uh, ended up being the uh, race winner. Uh, He was followed by teammate uh, Roman Grosjean, and then uh, Marcus Erickson, who, uh, Josh, I think for all intents and purposes right now, I think he learned a lot uh, last year when it comes to uh, points and, and winning a points championship. I think he uh, he took a lot of notes uh, from Will Power because if you look at Marcus Erickson so far this year, you want to talk about uh, uh, consistent finishes. 
Marcus has has exceeded that uh, so far. Yes, yes, he has. Uh, he picked up the uh, the win uh, in the in the first uh, first race of this year, and um, he knows that it's uh, it's no longer a sprint to the finish. It's a uh, it it is a marathon, and uh, just finishing up there in the top three, top five all year. You don't you don't you don't have to win. You can just be consistent. Stay away from the dangers of uh, of of trying to take risks. I mean, I'm not saying don't take risks, but what I am saying is drive smart. That's what I think he's he's learned, and uh, I think he's growing growing as a driver every every race. He's getting more and more uh, time in the car. And it's just uh, it's it's paying off, and uh, he he's got to be looked at as uh, one of the f- heavy favorites to win the championship, uh, along with some others. I know Pato Pato had a had a rough day, but uh, he it wasn't like his other the other races that he had done this year. He had some more misfortune, but I do think Erickson is coming on, and I think he's going to be a uh, he's going to be a force to reckon with the uh, rest of his career. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And you talk about uh, the rough day uh, uh, Pato had. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that here uh, shortly because I know you're going to have a lot of thoughts on that. But uh, again, another uh, Andretti uh, Autosport there, Colton Herta, who finished his P4. And then rounding out the top five was Alex Pelot. So, uh, Josh, uh, Andretti Autosport uh, needed a bounce back uh, weekend, as they say in uh, in professional sports. Uh, how's this for a bounce back weekend? Uh, you have cars that finish one two and four. So uh huge, uh, huge uh, momentum there for Andretti moving forward. And then you had uh, Chip Ganassi uh, rounding out the top five there with uh, Marcus Erickson and then Alex Pillow. Uh The first Chevrolet, Josh, that checks in at six was the aforementioned uh, Will Power. Uh, Aaron McLaren's uh, Felix Rosenquist finished seventh. Uh, Marcus Erickson, the highest finishing rookie or Marcus Erickson, excuse me, Marcus Armstrong. I knew I was going to do that all year. Uh, highest finishing rookie, uh, Marcus Armstrong, uh, finishes uh, eighth. Uh, Joseph Newgarden finishes ninth. And then Pinsky's Scott McLaughlin rounds out the top ten. Uh, Eleven was Santino Ferrucci. Uh, Twelve, Graham Rahal. Uh, Thirteen, Jack Harvey. Fourteen, Christian Lungard. So uh, Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan racing. They're trying to get a little bit of momentum, uh, finishing twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Uh, Simon Pagina was 15. Uh, Delvin DeFrancesco was 16. Pato Award checks in at uh, P17. Uh, Stingray Rob, 18th. Callum Eilat, 19th. Uh, a lot of news uh, coming from uh, the Callum Eilat uh, camp within the last 48 hours or so. And then rounding out the top 20 was David Malukas. Uh, 21. Uh, Elio Castroneves, uh, he had uh, huge problems uh, early in the race, so he didn't uh, he didn't last very long, folks. Uh, Twenty one, Alexander Rossi. Uh, Twenty three, Connor Daly. Twenty fourth was Benjamin Peterson. Twenty fifth, Augustin uh, Campino. Twenty uh, sixth, uh, Renus VK. And twenty seventh, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, twenty uh, seventh with a DNF, the first DNF for the Iceman, Scott McLaughlin. Or Scott McLaughlin, excuse me, Scott Dixon since 2021. So, like I said, uh, going back, you had uh, uh, Kyle Kirkwood led 53 laps, Alex Pillow led two laps, uh, Joseph Newgarden led 27, and then uh, uh, the rookie, uh, Augustin Campino, uh, led three laps. So, uh, a lot of changes, uh, Josh, when it comes to uh, to the point standings, as we talked about. Uh, consistent finishes um, are gonna. You're gonna find your way uh, to uh, to the top of the charts. And uh, as we just mentioned, uh, Marcus Erickson, who has has not had a bad finish yet. I know there's only three races, but he has finished uh, consistently in all three of those races, uh, winning one, the opener at uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, he is your new uh, points leader, uh, followed by Pato Award. Alex Pillow, Joseph Newgarden, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, Sunday's winner, checks in uh, fifth in the points. Uh, Scott Dixon is six. Roman Grosjean is seven. Uh, Colton Herta, eight. Will Power, nine. Scott McLaughlin, 10. 11th, uh, David Malukas, 12th, Callum Eilat, 13th, Graham Rahal, 14th, Christian Lungard, 15, Alexander Rossi, 16, uh, Arrow McLaren teammate Felix Rosenquist, uh, 17, Marcus Armstrong, 
18, Augustin Campino, 19, Jack Harvey, 20, Elio Castroneves, 21, Santino Ferrucci, 22, Renus VK, 23, Connor Daly, 24th, Simon Pagano, 25th, Stingray Rob, 26th, uh, Benjamin Peterson, 27th, Devlin DeFran, Cheska. So uh, a lot of names uh, are all around the board here, uh, Josh, I think when it comes to uh, the point standings, obviously we're only three races in, uh, but uh, a lot of guys uh, are going to uh, have a lot of work to do uh, if they want to find themselves uh, towards the uh, top of the point standing. So when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, what one, uh, one, one driver that sticks out to me right there, uh, third place, Alex Pillow. Um, We know this might might be his last year under with Chip Ganassi. He's uh, looking to move over to um, looking to move over to Arrow McLaren. And uh, wouldn't it be it? Wouldn't wouldn't it be fitting if uh, he were to go out and and <clears throat> be able to bring home a, a second NTT IndyCar uh, championship for the, for Chip Ganassi on his way out? It'd be a great parting gift after uh, after what we what the what the uh, Polo and Chip went to, went through last year and the contract no contract negotiations and um, but yes they are but. What one good thing for the drivers is I do believe, and I can't remember. I know it was last year. I'm, you'll, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. The Indy 500 is a uh, is a double points race. It's been like that in the last last couple of years. Uh, so you know you you have it. You have some shots coming up here to to gain some more spots. Um, I know. Pato's got to be disappointed. He's gonna be he's gonna be trucking along and wanting determined to. Uh, to overtake Erickson this coming uh, next weekend in uh, Birmingham, uh, but uh, it's still it's still an early season, so you can't you can't hand the hand the uh, hand any awards out yet. Uh, Marcus Erickson, as we've as we've touched on, is he's been the most consistent. Uh, Pato was consistent for the first two races, but two out of three doesn't uh, doesn't keep you the points lead. So it's going to be a dogfight to the end. Um, I'm gonna keep my eye on on. Uh, Polo, but I'm all, I'm still sticking with my my choice that Pato's Pato's going to be able to bring this out uh, bring this out at the end. You know, it, it's interesting that you, you brought up uh, uh, Alex Polo. Um, obviously, uh, this off season, uh, we all learned uh, what a contract is, uh, what a contract isn't. Um, I did see a story uh, earlier today, believe it or not. Um, it, and it, it may be wishful thinking, um, but could you see an Arrow McLaren team next year of Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, and Alex Pillow? It's, it's possible. A possibility. Uh, again, a good- I, you know, you know, we, you know, we are, you know, unsure obviously uh, of what Alex Pillow's aspirations are. We have an idea. We at least we think we do. But look at that team. That if if Zach Brown and the folks over at Arrow McLaren could field next year, you want to talk about uh, hype uh, going into the 2024 season? Uh, I think you're going to find the hype all there. Uh, we, we can pick this discussion up here on the on the back end. Uh, let's hear from some of the drivers, uh, Josh, that uh, participated in uh, this past Sunday's race. Solid day here at Long Beach. Our first actual result as a team, P11. So, uh, you know, all things considered, I think we did a great job. Team did a great job up at road. Uh, passed a bunch of cars, moved forward for uh, a very long green race. Um, I'm worn out, but uh, like I said, I'm just happy that we are improving. We look better. Everything feels better. So, uh, on to the next one. Day done. Day done here. The race was incredible. Um, we went forward a few spots, but that was a lot of hard work for just a few spots gained. Uh, huge shout out to the crew. They did a good job keeping me going, and uh, we stayed out of trouble, stayed off the wall. So I'm happy with that. Moving forward, excited for Barber. All right, so we finished the race. All right, so... 
we finished the race and I said I would see you after the race and here I am and I'm really sad because I made more mistakes. So this weekend is going to be a weekend to just absolutely forget. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I drove really poorly in qualifying and then still made more mistakes in the race. So I'm going to go home, kick myself a little bit, uh, but obviously we don't have too much time because we have the, the test in Indy. Yeah, I feel really bad for the team. I think from the team side, they did incredible to make sure the car was back to where it needed to be. And the pit stops were, I mean, on point. I mean, they were so quick. And it would have been a really good race, you know, if I didn't make my mistakes. But unfortunately, these happened. So I learned from it and just forget about it as soon as quick, as soon as possible. So I will see you guys at Barber. I'm pretty sure it's the next race. Yeah, I see you at Barber. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Let's start turn one. Yes, turn one. I uh, got a little greedy on the throttle and the car just will spin and um, yeah, total my bad. But I tell you what, um, AMR safety guys did an amazing job to keep me in the, in the lead lap. But I didn't know you had to come back right away. If we had another extra lap, we probably would have gone back in, uh, in the lead and we stay in the race. Unfortunately, when we got lap back, uh, lap down, nothing to do. But the pace of the automation uh, uh, series um, uh, article clip machine was so good. The car was actually really strong. It's a shame um, that I uh, that we didn't have an opportunity to be more towards the front, but the guys did a great job. Let's move on to the next one. A huge thank you to uh, all of the uh, drivers there that uh, took a little bit of time, obviously, uh, out of their uh, busy schedule there uh, after the race to uh, uh, give us a little bit of insight in, in what they were thinking. And, uh, you know, you can see, Josh, I think the the frustration uh, there in uh, in Elio's uh, uh, voice and and his mannerisms because uh, Meyer Shank Racing, not even Elio Castroneves, uh, but uh, both he and uh, Simon Pagano, um, haven't haven't uh, gotten off to uh, the best of starts here in 2023. No, they haven't. Um, I don't want to say Helio has uh, lost a step, but uh, I mean, we can't fight Father Time. Um, at some particular point, everyone everyone uh, starts to decline. Um, I'm just hoping he gets one more one more win, and maybe he can pull out a win sometime this year. Uh, and uh, he, he can, he can retire. Um, and, uh, Simon, I think I'm, I'm just, I can't put my finger on what's going on with Simon. He's just not having the year that I would imagine he wanted to. Uh, but as we say, the year is young and everything and everything can turn around in an instant. Uh, look at Andretti. They turned themselves, turned their, their, uh, themselves around in a week and went one, two and four. So, um, I feel bad. For, I feel bad for for Helio just for the fact that he's such a great ambassador to the sport. Uh, he's 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 so friendly. So I mean, I've I've never met a person that's ever met him that's had a bad thing to say about him. So uh, I'll be rooting that he uh, he could turn his season around and uh, not not uh, not duplicate what he did at uh, this past week at Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right about him. Um, got the opportunity uh, last year to uh, interview him in the the, the media bullpen session uh, Friday uh, at uh, at Nashville, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, he he was more than willing uh, to uh, to be interviewed, and and he could he could talk for hours uh, about racing. And you talked about uh, you know Father Time catching up with you. The only person I think that can defeat Father Time is Tom Brady. That's that's about it. But uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, you know I, I think Elliot got him. Yeah, what it wasn't Father Time. It was divorce court. Absolutely. Uh, but you know I, you know I, I think Elio knows uh, when uh, when it when it's time. Um, I, I honestly and again I don't have any insight to this whatsoever. Uh, but my feeling is uh, Elio he wants to leave a legacy and him being in a selected group of four time uh, Indy 500 winners. I, I think Elio wants to stand out. I, I think he wants that, uh, that, that fifth uh, Indy 500 ring Indy 500 championship. Uh, I, I think, as you mentioned, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, uh, I think he's starting to see that the, he's getting to the twilight uh, of his career. Um, so, you know, he, he's basically willing to do anything, whatever it takes uh, to cap that a fifth uh, uh, Indy 500 uh, uh, trophy, that Board Warner trophy, and you want to talk about living, leaving a legacy and being a legend, 
Not not saying that Elio's not already, but I, I think he would go in, in another stratosphere uh, if he was able to capture a fifth Borg Warner Trophy because obviously he would be the only one to do so. Yeah, he would be. Um, but I, I, as much as I think he wants to leave a legacy, he needs to realize he has a legacy already. Four time. I mean, putting your if like you said, if he wins the fifth time, it, he'll be the only one to ever do it. Uh, that's going to be a tough job. Uh, now, I didn't think he was going to win. Hit when I didn't think he was going to the year he won his fourth. I didn't think he was going to win, and he came out of nowhere and he was uh, he just hung around in that pack and ended up uh, ended up first. So you never know. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that he is along with leaving a legacy. I think he's also probably out there trying to mentor some of the younger drivers. I would imagine any, any young driver would be foolish enough, would be foolish if they did not go up to him and pick his brain over and over and over. Just what can I do here? What can I do here? I'm not sure how much he's going to give away. I think he'll give advice, but I'm not sure how much he's going to, uh, you know, give strategy away to somebody, but I would imagine he is, he is, uh, coaching up the, um, coaching up the young, the young guns as we would call them. Uh, quite well. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and you'd be a fool, like you said, to not listen uh, to the advice on, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Indianapolis or if it's uh, Nashville. I, I think you'd be a you'd be a total fool uh, not to listen to the advice that uh, one Elio Castro Neves uh, could uh, could give to you. Uh, one more thing I, I think we need to uh, touch on here, Josh, when it comes to uh, Long Beach this past weekend. Uh, we both uh, go out on on Twitter and we make our uh, picks for the race. Uh, we both uh, swung and missed. Oh, I missed terribly. I missed. I, I don't even know if I, I – it would say I whiffed. I whiffed it all. Well, I, I think we both uh, missed on this one. Uh, but uh, as uh, as uh, as it stands, uh, Pato did end up uh, finishing higher, so that got the uh, that got the good guys uh, on the board. Here. Uh, as you see, uh, Josh has gotten uh, uh, two picks that have finished the highest uh, so far. You know, you can't tell that he leans towards uh, towards the Ice Man there, Scott Dixon. Uh, but uh, I've gotten one. I got uh, you know Pato Award. Not saying there's any bias uh, there. Uh, but I think, uh, Josh, that'll, this will lead us uh, into uh, one of the stories uh, going forward. And I know uh, there has been uh, quite some backlash um, that uh, that has came uh, from uh, this. Uh, I don't know if you want to I don't know if you want to call it skirmish, uh, but uh, this run in this incident uh, that took place on Sunday. Uh, between uh, Scott Dixon and, and Pato Award has definitely gotten uh, ugly, uh, especially in the world of uh, of social media. And it got so bad, uh, Josh. If you didn't catch, uh, IndyCar had to put out a uh, a statement uh, online uh, last night uh, about uh, ten o'clock or so, which I have in the uh, news and notes section. Uh, but uh, you know, what you watched the race, uh, you you seen the the incident. Uh, that uh, that we're referring to. Uh, what was some of your thoughts? Uh, was was Pato in the wrong there uh, for taking, uh, at least to all intents and purposes, uh, taking Scott Dixon out? No, he wasn't in the wrong. Uh, I don't think he took him out on purpose. I think um, I think it's it's racing. Stuff happens during racing, and any driver worth his salt is going to try to do everything he can to win short of intentionally injuring a driver. I don't think Pato did it on purpose. I think they were both racing. They're both, they both had the competitive gene. And if you talk to Scott Dixon and they were in the, she was on the other foot, Dixon would have done the same thing. Um, they were racing hard. Rubbin is racing as uh as we would as we would know from uh, Days of Thunder, good old Harry Harry Hog, but um, it, it it happens. Um, it's unfortunate that it happened. You know, it, it like you said, it gave Scott Dixon his first uh, DNF since what uh, you say 2020, 2012 or so or something like that. But it's been a long time, so uh, I don't blame Pato, and I don't think Scott Dixon does either. 
I think that it just uh, it's just the competitive juices inside both of them. Uh, but I will say I don't think Scott's going to forget that. He's not going to forget what happened. And there could be uh, could be a little run in later on down the road where uh, <clears throat> where Scott gets a where Dixon gets a uh, gets a receipt pulls a receipt on uh, on Pato and Pato can't get mad. Yeah, I think it was just it's a racing incident. Um, you know, both competitors uh, were racing, um, and I know a lot of people didn't appreciate. I think is going to be the right term to use here. Uh, the way uh, Pato handled handled the whole situation, and I think that's what kind of added fuel to the fire, uh, so to say. And, and again, we'll we'll talk about that more in in the news and notes. Uh, but I, I I think you're absolutely right. Um, is Scott Dixon going to let this, uh, is he going to forget about this? No. Um, you know, he may give him a, a friendly, uh, you know, racing tap or, or something uh, to that nature. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see going forward, uh, to, uh, Birmingham, Indianapolis, uh, Detroit, etc. Uh, at what point in time, uh, does uh, Scott Dixon uh, see that uh, opportunity, uh, to, uh, repay, so to say. Uh, uh, Pato award uh, that's going to remain to be seen and, and how I think the better question is is how will IndyCar handle this will the officials of, of IndyCar look at this as as a Scott Dixon uh, retaliating for uh, the incident that had took place this weekend or are they going to again if it happens we don't know are they going to treat it as well this is a you know this was uh, as you said uh, rubbings racing what I would like for them to do is just brush it off. As long as it's not a, it's not an egregious thing where Dixon just runs him into the wall or runs him into a barrier. You know, I, I would want for them to just to let him drive, let him play ball, you know, keep in, in another analogy, keep swallow your whistle. Don't do anything. Um, because, like it or not, animosity between drivers sells. You know, NASCAR has their villains. I'm not saying neither Scott Dixon nor Pato Award are any villains, but it's it's the nat- it's the nature of the beast. If if you come in and you start uh, you start preemptively uh, you know smacking someone on the hand because they they ran somebody he- they 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 block somebody or something then you're setting a precedent you don't want to set because then farther down the road, it may not be Dixon and award. It could be Grosjean and, um, you know, new garden, you know, something happens and new Grosjean, you know, does something to new garden, new garden runs to runs to IndyCar and goes, well, you, you, you punished him over there, but you're not going to punish, punish the person here. You don't want to set that precedent. As long as they are not endangering the lives of drivers, which I don't think any of any of the drivers out there want to go out there and try to hurt any of the other drivers, let it go on. If it gets to a point where you, where it's becoming excessive, that's when you step in. But don't jump right in on the first on the first offense to be like, well, you 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 were retaliating. No, you don't know that he was retaliating. It just looks like that. I had a feeling that you were going to go with the uh, analogy about how NASCAR ha- has its villains. <laughs> I-, I-, I seen that coming a mile away when you started when you started up the, uh, the the statement. So my question is now, and we've had this discussion before, if there was a driver that needs to portray himself as a villain in IndyCar to get more balls to the sport. Who does it need to be? You know what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know these drivers too well. Um, I would say it's got to be, it's got, it's got to be either one, a grizzled, a grizzled veteran, you know, somebody that's been around that can take the attitude of, you all are you all are in my backyard. This I built this place. This is this I built this series. I have been here. Get off my lawn. I know more than you. Or 
it's got to be a young, young brash uh, guy, kid that comes in and goes, yeah, I don't care how long you've been here. I'm going to, if, if I have a chance, if I have a chance to bump you out of the way and get, get a better, get a better uh, finishing spot, I'm going to do it old man. Or in the case of, if we have a female driver, old woman, old lady. Well, it's interesting that you, that how you answered that because the two people that come to mind that would be the the grizzly veteran that's uh, done it all in IndyCar would be the Iceman Scott Dixon. I mean, you know, you got to have a, a set to be called the Iceman. Oh, and then you talked about some young gun coming in that 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 doesn't give that doesn't give a hoot. Don't you think that'd be Pato Award? That is correct. Those are those are two those are two uh, two two people that fit the descriptions of what I said. The only problem is I don't think I don't think either one of them are mean enough to be villains. I think um, I think IndyCar has made their especially with this uh, this this press release we came out with earlier. They want everyone to be kumbaya. They want everyone to, you know, drive safe and just be be all, be one big family. Well, sometimes being a big family doesn't uh, doesn't sell tickets. You know, the Yankees are hated, but the ballparks sell out whenever they go anywhere. So they're they're going to be in Cincinnati in a couple months. They sell out. Everyone hates them, so everyone like loves to show up to see them lose, or their fan base sells out. Uh, well, I, I think there could I, be a little bit of nastiness in IndyCar, and I think it would help the sport. I don't think you can use Cincinnati as a great comparison because they may have like five fans at the game. So it's a terrible comparison. But, but yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, IndyCar does need uh, that villain. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, NASCAR where, you know, Kyle Busch comes to mind, I think, or uh, Ross Chastain. Uh, comes to mind when you think about uh, villains in NASCAR, people that are people that are loved to be hated. And, and I think, uh, you know, IndyCar, uh, as much as, uh, like you said, wants to be one big happy family, uh, I definitely think uh, they need a, a villain for that as well. Uh, let's let's get to uh, our uh, our sponsors, our sponsor spots here before uh, Mike from uh, Burnout Bets and uh, Burnout Sports uh, joins us. Uh, if you are in the uh, in the need for uh, patriotic apparel, headwear, or any type of anything else that is patriotic, go over to alwaysready1776.com. And if you do happen to uh, find something that you want to add to your wardrobe or uh, something that you just want to uh, show how patriotic you are, uh, make sure you use the uh, promo code there as you see up on screen. Uh, push to pass for 10% off of your order. That's always ready, 1776.com. Also, too, a huge thank you to our other show sponsor, uh, Getem Associates Incorporated. Uh, if you're looking for any uh, home design, home build, or remodeling needs, uh, remember, it is getem.com. And uh, as uh, as I just mentioned uh, uh, before, uh, if you use the promo code push to pass, uh, you will receive $250 off any design service. Uh, huge thank you both to Always Ready 1776 and Getem Associates Inc. Uh, huge thank you, like I said, to uh, both of them uh, for uh, being sponsors of the show. Uh, make sure you head over there and uh, check out uh, the, uh, their apparel and their home design uh, uh, needs, uh, if you do need them, I guess. Uh, go uh, go check them out, and I, I think you'll be uh, pleasantly happy uh, with the service and quality that you get. Uh, we're about uh, five minutes away, uh, Josh or so, from uh, Mike from uh, Burnout Sports, uh, Burnout Bets, uh, joining us. Uh, curious to see uh, what kind of dough uh, that uh, that he racked in this weekend. I know uh, paying attention uh, to him on, on Twitter. Uh, I think the one, one of the most frustrating things, and I hear it from you, and obviously we hear it uh, from Mike on, on a weekly basis, is how inconsistent i think is the uh, the term to use how inconsistent uh these sports books are uh getting uh getting indycar uh bets out i know uh, you've been uh, pretty frustrated with it the last few weeks as well 
Oh yeah. Very frustrated. Uh, I will give Caesars credit this week. Uh, they did have a lot more bets on long beach than, um, than they had, than they did for, um, the previous two races. Uh, lost my lost lost quite a bit of money. Not, uh, nothing that, that uh, hurt the bank account too much. It came all out of my Caesars account, but, uh, my Caesars account after set after Sunday was a little bit low, but, um, I was, I was very, as very, when I looked on Sunday at the, at the, the bets that I could make, they had some matchups. They had uh, group A, group B, group C type stuff, manufacturer ones, uh, uh, manufacturer ones. So it, it's getting better. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody from Caesars or somewhere listens to this podcast, I hope. And uh, they, they saw that. They can make some money off of it, and uh, f- in the future, I'm hoping it's a lot better. It's more. I know India is probably going to have a myriad of vet- bets. Uh, one thing I don't like is the fact that they wait till Sunday, or that I saw that they waited for Sunday to be able to to be able to bet on it. I would bet- rather bet on some of the uh, early odds, get some better odds, but it's getting better. Uh, Little by little, I think it's gonna it's getting better, and the more and more we preach about it, the more and more Mike preaches about it. When he comes on, we can talk about it. I think it's getting better, and it's gonna get there. Uh, speaking of the guru Josh, Mike does uh, join us. Uh, Mike, I'm kind of curious to hear uh, your uh, your weekend uh, last week. Um, I know uh, I, I don't know if you put money on, on Kyle Kirkwood, uh, but uh, I hope you didn't put money on Scott Dixon or Pato Award uh all almost all of the above um no i I, it's funny i tweeted about kirkwood uh because there was some some sharp racing betters that i i conversed with uh that were on kirkwood again after being on him in saint pete um and i don't know if you saw some the 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 ticket that i tweeted out but uh one of the uh action network guys nick had a $1,250 $1,250 bet on Kirkwood at a 20 to one and walked wow. away with a cool $26,000, $27,000 on that win. Oh, um, so uh, that's probably the biggest IndyCar bet that I've ever seen. Um, I made a good bit of money on a 40 to one Herta back in the day when, when he was a rookie um, or whenever it was, he got his first win and, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the top driver, but yeah, that's the biggest win I've ever seen in any car. So kudos to him. And, and he, he told me about it before, uh, before he bet it. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't join him, but I, I did say in Twitter, I was, I said, I have no reason to say this is a bad idea. So hopefully some people saw that and, and got in on the Kirkwood fun. Um, but no, I, uh, I was on Dixon, I uh, was on Polo. I did hit the podium, the, the rest of the podium. Um, so I got, we got, I nailed second and third, had money on both of them. You know, Pato kind of, Pato screwed the whole race up for me. Um, the second, you know, Pato took out Dixon. Uh, I had a top three on Dixon, um, which, which I felt really good about. A top five on Dixon, I felt good about. The guy, I don't think he's ever, I'm pretty sure he didn't not miss a lap all of last season. And that was going back. In fact, I know last season he didn't miss a lap, and I don't even know two seasons ago how many laps he he was not racing. So felt good about that. And uh, and when he really messed up was Polo, uh, who had – I can argue Polo might have had the best car uh, in that whole race. Uh, Pelot, the fact that Polo came all the way storming back, I think to finish either fourth or fifth after after Pato's second incident and he, when he spun Erickson and shuffled him back. Erickson had a strong car too, um, got back into it. So got the Erickson money. It was a it was a small loss for me for the week. Um, I did have a Grosjean twelve to one, which was a great sweat. Like I thought Grosjean was going to catch him. Um, he got within a second a couple times. Then he tagged the wall. Then he got within a second again. So it was fun to watch Grosjean try to chase him down. He had all those all that push to pass, and he couldn't use it. I'm like yelling at the TV, like you got to be kidding me. This guy's got 150 seconds of push to pass to Kirkwood's like 30, and he can't use it because of fuel. Um, so it was fun. A uh, little, like I said, a little bit of a loss. Didn't have the Kirkwood money, but it was it was really cool to see somebody win twenty six thousand uh, dollars on Kyle Kirkwood of all people. So uh, I'm all for that, and hopefully get that that Kirkwood himself, I believe, tweeted that out. Um, so that 
that I was loving. Um, that's got to get some some eyes on some stuff, and and the more eyes we can get on the betting stuff, the better. Oh yeah, most definitely. And twenty over twenty some thousand dollars on a ticket—that's awesome. Uh, congratulate him if you see him again. For me, um, I I I was I was very surprised. Caesars had a lot more bets this week. Uh, I I didn't win a single bet on any of the IndyCar. I had a uh, seven seven uh, matchup parlay that I was uh, working on that uh, I got six of them wrong. Yeah. It was a way, it was a wacky race. I was like, I thought I chose the right ones, but I uh, totally stunk. And then uh, with uh, Pato, Pato going out and not, uh, not being able to finish in either, either the top five or the top three that hurt me also. Yeah. Pato, I wasn't on Pato. I was, you know, I was uh, fading the Penske's. We talked about it. We did a, Tony and I did a uh, our typical Sunday, you know, pre-race uh, Twitter spaces, and we were, and even actually, you know, uh, on Wednesday I had a pre-qualification. There was there was odds out. Oh, excuse me, not Wednesday, Thursday. There were odds out on Thursday. Caesars had them. Other books had them. Um, that's when I grabbed the Grosjean twelve to one. Um, that's when I grabbed the Pelo. So I was pretty much all over the Andretti and the Ganassi cars, and that's how the race played out. Those were the fastest cars. Um, file that away for Long Beach, you know, for the next year. Um, you know, I thought I got nervous. I thought New Garden was going to spoil the party uh, when he was up front in the beginning, but he faded off and it, it was a Ganassi Andretti party. So um, so I had all I felt like I had all the right guys handicapped the race the right way. Uh, just missed on the on the Kirkwood. But again, like grabbing the top three, uh, having second and third tickets on both of those guys saved my week and just a small, small loss on the two win bets. And if Grosjean would have come home and won that race. Uh, it would have been a big week because that would have been a pretty nice hit at twelve to one. I know, Mike. We're we're a week out uh, from uh, from previewing Birmingham, but I'm just curious. Uh, me and Josh talked last week about uh, how big a week uh, Andretti Autosport uh, needed, and obviously that they got that uh, one, two, and and four respectively. Going forward uh, at Birmingham next week, and I know this may be a little far out. It, is a lot of money you think we put on this Andretti Autosport now coming off of the momentum they picked up uh, this past weekend at Long Beach? Uh, not by me. I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll go right back to fading them. I think Long, uh, forget, like I'm going to go right back. I'll still be on Ganassi cars, but I'm going to go right back onto the Penske train on a true road course. May, maybe heard a, a I don't know. I don't believe his history is great there race wise, but I think it is qualification wise. So um, we'll see what his number looks like. Um, look, it's all about numbers. You bet numbers, not necessarily drivers. You use the information you have. Uh, the driver obviously pays a little bit of a part of it, but it's it's really if you want to win, it's about the number. So it'll all depend on what numbers the sports books put out there. Um, maybe we get some more attention because of the Kirkwood thing. You know, they have been getting better. Um, I had a way bigger, a way bigger offshore menu this week. Um, and they were on top of it. The bets were on, were on the board Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was able to kind of pick and choose and, and pre-quals and post-qual numbers. So that was great. Um, there were some specials that were out there. Like I threw a, I had a seven to one on Kirkwood and Palo to both finish top three. Um, obviously Palo didn't get there. Um, that was kind of my hedge on not having the Kirkwood, but I almost hit that one. So, um, so that would have been nice. Um, I did have a seven to one hit on a Polo Erickson. So that was great, uh, that I got that to help, help with the week. It was just a, not a big bet though. Um, so yeah, uh, no, I'll fade the Andretti cars. I hope they gave us good numbers on drivers. Like, like give me, uh, any sort of, give me McLaughlin over any Andretti, uh, you know, shoot. I'll, I'll look to fade Kirkwood, um, you know, until we get to maybe Indy. Uh, I think where they've got some better history, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I think Andretti, that's just, they have a good package for Long Beach. That's pretty much been status quo for a couple of years. Mike, I got a question. Do you bet off of your computer or your phone? Cause I, (laughs) for the entire week, I kept looking on my phone on Caesars and the only thing I kept getting for IndyCar was the future bet. I couldn't get anything else. Is so it- it's both. Uh, I use both, but for Caesars, Caesars app is like not is not user friendly. So you have to 
Sometimes you have to go to all auto and not actually click on any car. Sometimes you have to click. There's some tabs up top, one that says mm -hmm. schedule, one that says live, one that says future. You always have to click through all of them. Okay. Um, and then that's where they'll kind of hide some matchups or they'll hide their menu. Uh, it's not user-friendly at all. I was, there was actually a guy on Twitter that was having a hard time with it. Um, the big kind of news of the weekend is Caesar. Caesar's posted a really bad number on Scott Dixon versus Will Power. Um, they had Scott Dixon as a huge dog, a plus 140, 150 dog, which was way wrong. Um, and it got totally flip-flopped to where Will Power ended up being a plus 180 favorite and Dixon was a minus 180 favorite. So if you were paying attention, you know, the, the, if, and this is a way to make easy money, you know, you bet, uh, I know a couple of guys out there did this and I talked them, kind of talked them through it and helped them. You bet you grab Dixon at that plus 150. And then the next morning it was power plus 150. Well, you bet them both and you just made 50 cents on the dollar um, and you locked in automatic profit. So, um, you know, it was that that happens. You just got to be quick because they take the odds down before practice and then it takes a little bit to put them back up. Then they take the odds down before calls. It takes about a couple, you know, after that, it takes a couple hours, maybe sometimes even the next morning to put them back up. But they were pretty quick. Like it's it definitely gets better when football is not going on. Uh, and March Madness isn't going on. So using my computer would be better of finding it than than the than the app. Yeah, for Caesars, I, I don't know. The Caesars, I use the app basically on my phone to look at it. I don't have access to Caesars where I live, um, so I can't oh, okay. actually bet on Caesars. So I'm always just looking at the app just to just to kind of get an idea. Like I'm I'm looking, I'm comparing their numbers to the numbers that I see on some of the offshore books or that I have access to, um, okay. or some of the Vegas numbers for people that I know there. So. Um, so I'm not betting on Caesars, uh, but I do, obviously I'm always in that app because they have the best, they have usually have the most IndyCar stuff. Okay. Mike, I know we're off, uh, this weekend, uh, good stuff, uh, as always, uh, anything you're looking forward to, uh, wise this weekend, uh, to keep an eye out on, on Twitter that you'll uh, tweet out odds for. Uh, the championship odds, I might do, might throw, you know, those are updated now. Um, there's been a little bit of movement in those numbers. I, I still think Pato should be the favorite in Newgarden and Pato are the two favorites, I think for the title. Uh, keep in mind if Newgarden still stay, Newgarden stays strong in these first couple races, uh, at the end of the year, he's got some races that are, are his babies. Iowa comes to mind in particular. Um, you know, you, I usually, Joseph is probably not going to do well at Indy. He never does, right? So that's usually you wait for him to, to not do well at Indy, and then you bet him to win the championship. Might be something I'm keeping an eye on to see if his number goes up for the championship because he usually comes alive after that. Um, uh, so that's pretty much it. And then this weekend, I mean, this week's all about information, right? The sports books are not paying attention to the Indy 500 open test. Um, but we will, right? So we can get a good idea maybe. So if I see something, 8,500 odds are up. Um, so if we see something uh, that's interesting um, uh, while these guys are, are doing the test this weekend, it might be an opportunity to start to build uh, a 500 card. So uh, I believe I already have a Dixon 9-1 to in my pocket for the 500. Um, that was a bet I made while I was in Vegas. I just thought it was a bad, I, you know, I thought that was a bad number. It's pretty much six or seven to one or even four to one, I think on Caesars. So I grabbed that just for some, just to have in my pocket. And then, um, I think I have a Rosenquist 33 to one, um, and might have one other. So, uh, so I'll watch, watch the, watch the test and, and get some information. The sports books aren't going to move the Indy 500 lines based on this testing. They just have those up and they're just going to let that be. Um, I doubt that they're going to even be paying any bit of attention to the fact that that's even happening. And, and I know in our little Twitter bubble of racing, it'll, it'll be top, top of mind for everybody. So if any, any big news comes out of that or anybody super fast, you didn't expect might be a chance to get a really great number, uh, before qualifying and for the 500 happens. Yeah. Uh, good stuff as always, Mike. And, uh, we know that, uh, with the uh, open testing this weekend, uh, the 500 is uh, not too uh, far away, but uh, hey, Mike, Mike, again, as... hold on there. One more thing, Mike, uh, with your hat in mind, as long as the lightning do not give up, uh, what is it? Five goals in the next 12 minutes. I win $162. You Look, I, I almost totally forgot I had to come do this. You guys are lucky that the game was uh, a little it's bit a blowout. Out. 
it's a blowout. Look, I'm a huge hockey fan, a uh, big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Uh, I'll be in the arena, uh, definitely three, their game three or four. Um, bet on hockey a ton too. So uh, um, the only thing with the Lightning, they're going to win this game, hopefully, but uh, they lost uh, two of their big defensemen. Our two best defensemen went down in this game. So the, the Leafs are pretty much like, you know, making us a mass unit in game one. That's not good for the uh, series. So, I do have a lightning ticket at 16 to one. Um, that's a free roll. I've already got, you know, in the past two, uh, two caches on lightning Stanley cups when they won back to back. So, uh, so yeah, big lightning fan. And, uh, I'll and be as we speak, the lightning have put another one up. So I think I'm pretty much certain I'm going to win my six leg parlay. Uh, well, let's, uh, the, the knock on wood, man, it's hockey. We might, we might pull I the goalie and we might start resting people. <laughs> Uh, I hope not. So, well, I'm going to go back and watch the third period, boys. Have a good night. Thanks, (laughs) Mike. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Good stuff there, as always. Make sure you give uh, him a uh, follow on uh, on social media for all of your uh, betting needs. Uh, He will get you uh, taken care of uh, for sure. Uh, Just a few more things, uh, Josh, that we need to uh, get to before uh, before we call it. uh, We call it an uh, we need to get to notes. Uh, a lot has gone on, uh, I think, in the past uh, 48 hours or, or so uh, when it comes to uh, the NTT IndyCar Series and uh, and this sport uh, as a whole. Uh, as we've touched on uh, throughout uh, the uh, the show, um, sometimes things can rear their ugly head uh, when when fans. You know, I, I think. Uh, I love the passion <clears throat> that uh, that racing fans have, uh, but I think uh, you know we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier today. Uh, sometimes uh, that passion can I think can go uh, overboard uh, just uh, just a tad. And uh, there was some things that uh, came out, things that were said uh, to uh, specific drivers. Uh, I know uh, Callum Eilat uh, comes to mind. Uh, I know uh, Pato Award. Uh, comes to mind as well. Some very not very nice things uh, said through uh, social media channels and uh, IndyCar. Uh, I think we found this about I think what nine thirty ten o'clock uh, last night. Uh, they had to put uh, this out uh, regarding some of the things that were being said on on online uh, social media, etc. Uh, over the last twenty four hours, some of our drivers have been the target of disrespectful and inappropriate online abuse plays behavior in our sport while force while fierce competition and rivalry will always be a mainstay of the indycar race of indycar racing it is important to showcase and celebrate these attributes with ultimate respect and concern for the well-being of our competitors indycar is a community that should always strive to build upward with social or excuse me with support and appreciation for one another, uh, Josh, I'll uh, I'll let you talk about this because I know uh, we had a, a discussion uh, earlier today about uh, what is taking place here the last forty eight hours. Yeah, you got a bunch of keyboard warriors on their on their uh, on their computers typing out death threats to uh, to IndyCar drivers, and it's just stupid. I mean, death threats are never never good, especially in sports. Um, the if you can't, if you wouldn't go up and say it to the driver's face, don't don't type it, or anybody, don't type anything. Just somebody a long time ago made they I can't remember what celebrity it was said they were going to come up with an app where you it, it it made you wait five minutes and then you went that you would have to go back and read what you were getting ready to post before you posted it. These pe- these drivers. They're not out there trying to hurt each other, and, and they and uh, and quite frankly, they don't care about what your opinion is of their driving. And my, they they they're out there to give you a good show, and for someone to get online and have the audacity to threaten someone or someone else's family is just cowardly, just downright cowardly, because. I mean, they know the drivers can't do anything because if the drivers were to come back out and say something or hunt them down and find them and hold them to it, all of a sudden the driver is mean. And, oh, I was just kidding. No, 
death threats are never joking. You never joke about death threats because you never know what could happen. You know, saying you want your you want some sort certain driver to die, and then they go out and something happens. You know, karma's a kar karma is something that no one wants. You should not mess with. Um, you know, if you want to go on and you say I don't I disagree with what you did. You're a bad driver. You know, you you should you should never you should never drive again. Okay, fantastic. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but don't ever come out and 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 uh, threaten someone's life or or the family. The family, for you to go out and say that I hope you and your your family and all your children die in a wreck on the highway is just, as I said, it's downright despicable. It's just it's it's unhuman. And for anyone to actually say that whether they be high, drunk, or they're totally sober. It's just not acceptable. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in 100% agreement with that and I think uh, that's about as much attention uh, that uh, that we need to uh, uh to give that because I definitely. think uh, I, I think you definitely uh I don't think I could say that uh, any any I can't say it any better. Uh, something else that uh, was brought to our attention uh, earlier today, which I think is great uh, for uh, for the sport. Uh, NBC Sports uh, uh, sent this out on, on Twitter earlier today. Uh, Sunday's Grand Prix of Long Beach was the second most watched edition of race in NBC IndyCar history with a uh, total audience of 1.076 million viewers. Uh, this race ranks as the second most streamed uh, IndyCar race on record. So, uh, Josh, definitely uh, gaining uh, some more momentum, uh, gaining some more steam here as the uh, season rolls on. But most importantly, the one thing that we've been harping on from day one is gaining more viewers. And that stat right there, that statistic, uh, definitely backs that up. Oh, yeah, it did. It uh, definitely does. Uh, I think – the with the race being out on the out on the west coast uh the race started later so you more people were able to get off and get off church go to you know go have your sunday brunch and get home and sit down for the race uh i know here in the midwest uh we had a little bit of a freeze you know 80 degrees on saturday and rainy and 40 degrees on sunday so that that may have helped um but this is this is a good thing for the uh, it's a good thing for the series. I hope it continues to grow. Uh, I don't think there'll ever be more eyeballs on a race than there will be than there are is are for the 500. But they can always strive. Maybe one day they'll be able to get more viewers in for a you know for Iowa for one of the Iowa races, the Saturday or Sunday race. But uh, it's a good thing, you know. They're they're ticking in the right direction, and maybe, maybe they are they are advertising a lot better than I see. And uh, and I I gotta give IndyCar credit that uh, they did a really good number this weekend, and hopefully we can keep it up for the uh, race in Birmingham. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to see uh, that uh, that viewership, and hopefully it it is uh, on the uh, steady incline as this season rolls forward. Uh, Josh, we got one more uh, piece of news uh, that, uh, that, we get, that we need to get to that we got earlier today. I'm going to turn the uh, floor over to you. Me and Derek got our official emails saying that we have been media credentialed out to be able to go to the 500. So we all of May, we will be able to be out at the track whenever it is open with the driver's uh, with the drivers either testing or qualifying or, you know, carb day. I know Derek's going to be out there on carb day. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be out there. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to take a couple videos and we can add up, we can put them onto the show. Um, once I know we'll both be out there at for, for the 500. Um, not sure if I'll be able to go to the, uh, to the road course. Hopefully I will be, but I know Derek will be, and uh, we'll be, don't know if we'll get any live uh, live feed from there, but it's going to be a great time. Uh, I can't wait. This will be my first uh, credentialed media uh, access to to the 500. I've been to the 500 a handful of times in my life, and I've always been in the stands. But from what Derek uh, uh, described to me last year, being a being in the uh, 
in the meat in the press in the press box as you would say uh can't compare you can't compare it to being out in the uh out in the <clears throat> out in the stands it's so much nicer and uh and and it's just a different atmosphere from when you're in the stands and i can't wait to experience it yeah, absolutely. Definitely uh, a huge thank you out to all of the staff at uh, IMS uh, for allowing us the second year in a row uh, to be able to uh, cover this. Uh, a lot of things that uh, we'll go over uh, between uh, now and then uh, coverage-wise uh, so we can bring you the uh, best uh, coverage uh, possible. So a huge thank you out to uh, IMS for that. Uh, so, uh, Josh, uh, I think we've gotten uh, pretty much everything covered uh, that uh, that has happened here uh, within the last uh, you know 24 to 48 hours. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for uh, for this episode. Uh, again, huge thank you to uh, all the drivers that uh, were able to give us a little bit of time uh, to discuss their race uh, on Sunday. Uh, also, a huge thank you to uh, Mike uh, from uh, Burnout Bets, uh, Burnout Sports. Definitely check him out uh, on Twitter uh, for uh, sharing uh, his insight on uh, IndyCar betting uh, this weekend or last weekend and going forward. And then, like I said, a huge thank you to uh, IMS, uh, the media staff out there, uh, for uh, giving us this opportunity. Uh, definitely uh, will uh, in enjoy it. Uh, Josh, anything else you want to uh, add before we uh, before we close this out? Uh, just be nice to each other. That's all I can say. Be nice to each other. Be, uh, be, be patient with each other in this time, in this time, uh, of, of volatility in the world. Just be nice to each other and, uh, try to make someone smile each day. Yeah, can't uh, can't say it better. So for myself, Josh, and everyone else here at the Push to Pass podcast, uh, that does it. And we will be back in one week's time to preview the race at Birmingham. So until then, so long, everybody. Kyle Kirkwood is gone. 10 laps, just like that, doing a great job. You're clear behind him. You're all clear. Pass lane, pass lane, pass lane. There you go. Well, that was brave. You are P2. Joseph might be a handful on a restart on those reds. If he does get around you, we won't panic. He will come back to you. Yep, copy. Joseph Newgarden, your new race leader. Look who's in the pit. The two. That's in early. This is exactly what Kyle Kirkwood wants to see. He's now got to push, push, push. Just stay on your overtake right now. You're P1. Car ahead is Pato. He's the tail of the lead lap. The Ackerman Bolivia. No, he does not. Pato Award is going to do the sportsmanlike thing and move over to the side. Thank you. Rojo going to try and race us here. Uh, maybe. I don't know. This is three to go. We use more fuel or not? No, we cannot. Save as much as you can. Okay, fuel 80, but we're watching it. Okay, sorry, but fuel 85. You can use overtake to defend if you have to. One and a half laps to go. Scare me for a second there. Yeah, sorry, we scared ourselves too, buddy. You're doing great. Kyle Kirkwood is your latest IndyCar race winner. You just won the Long Beach Grand Prix, buddy. Way to go! Let's go, Oh my gosh, thank you so much, guys. Amazing job, amazing job. Stellar drive there, buddy. We went one, two, four. Couldn't ask for a better day than that. Kind of nice and easy coming in. We're on fumes now, pal.